Hey guys, it's Brendan Ayer. Before we get started, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate it, review it, all that stuff helps. Follow us on social media, Shit Brains Show on every platform. We even got YouTube, we got a Facebook group. Uh, and if you want bonus content, go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. And if you have questions you want answered on the podcast, hit up shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. Enjoy the program. My brain is shit, man. It's shitty. Like it, it doesn't function properly. It just does whatever it wants. Life's still pretty good. This is shit, buddies. Hey guys, welcome uh, to another episode of Shit Brains. Uh, I'm Brendan Ayer. Uh, I have a shitty brain that I'm very proud of. Uh, we're we're here to to, to destigmatize uh, mental illness, open up the conversation on mental health, and uh, mostly do it by just uh, fucking around, right, Jimmy? <laughs> I'm joined as always by uh, my co-host Jimmy Graham. Jimmy, what's going on, man? Chilling, buddy. Nice. Uh, I am. Uh, I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm nervous for the first time in. Oh uh, my god! I honestly, ten years of podcasting because I had a podcast before this, and I, I can talk to any comic. Uh, I don't. I, that's my. That's my area. I'm fine with that. I'm never starstruck. Uh, we are joined uh, by Derek Hess uh, today. Just uh, 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 an amazing artist. Thank you so much for coming, man. I really appreciate it. How's it going? Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you if you don't know uh, uh, Derek's work, I mean, I, I guess the the easiest thing fuck I could say. Fuck you if you don't know <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck turn you, it off. Turn no. It <laughs> I mean, I would say the easiest thing uh, you could do is just Google him, and and you'll be amazed. And I mean, an- another thing I can mention, we always mention comics credits. I mean. You have work in the permanent collection of the Louvre, correct? Yes. 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 I'm very blessed, (laughs) for real. Yeah, I mean, that's... Crazy. That's insane. It just came out of the blue. That's... A letter from France, and we didn't decipher it for a month. (laughs) (laughs) You almost threw it out. Like, (laughs) what is this friendship, man? Bullshit. Um, I can't read this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll never find somebody who speaks this gobbledygook. (laughs) Fuck it. Um, So, uh, what we like to do on this show, uh, because I'm doing pretty well. I've got Mm. my my shit uh, uh, pretty well handled. I have my ups and downs. Jimmy's all over the fucking place. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, baby. Oh, oh, before we get to the <laughs> before we get to the Jimmy check. So we always do a Jimmy check at the okay. beginning of the show. Let's, Let's check Jimmy. But before we do that, I have a I have a tale uh, uh, from the mental hospital that I, I, I like. Occasionally, we'll do a tale from from the mental hospital. <laughs> and, I've, got, uh, I've got some of those. Yeah. And uh, oh, great. Feel <laughs> feel free to. So this was one that I totally forgot about. So um, I was when I was in the good mental hospital. Mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of psych wards. Which and, was a good one? Uh, it, I was at a place in Houston called Menninger. Oh, okay. And it was, I was really lucky. My insurance just happened. At the time, I had really good insurance and, and it happened to cover it mm-hmm. and um, cover most of it and it was really lucky. It was it was a lot different than the psych wards I had been I, in. I luckily, I've not been to a bad one. I've been to the good one four yeah. times here it, at Richmond. Oh, nice. The nice. Richmond uh, Mental Health Oh, psych war awesome. or That's, whatever you want yeah, to call yeah. it. Um, and so there was a, and obviously I won't share his name, but there was a current NFL player that came in. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, he, uh, I recognized him immediately. I'm a football fan. But even if you're not, even if you're not, like, if you've ever been around professional athletes, like, they're specimens. Like it was yeah. like very clear. Like <laughs> like this guy's six five. Like cut, just cut up, like chiseled, and the way he carried himself. You're like, oh, he does something with his body for a living, you know. But yeah. he was there anonymously, you know, and 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 we got to be pretty good buddies. And uh, one day he takes me into. Uh, into the little, uh, <laughs> we had a little kitchen on our unit. It wasn't the main cafeteria. I thought you were going to be like, he took me to the broom closet and fucked me. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Jimmy, you would think that. No, <laughs> he, he took me into the little kitchen on our unit. He like took me, he was like, dude, I got to talk to you. Cause we like had gotten friendly. He goes, and he goes, <sighs> My name's not Frank. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, yeah, man, it, 
it's all right. And he goes, no, it gets worse. And I go, <laughs> and I go okay, what? And he goes, I don't work at Office Max. It's <laughs> like, yeah, man, I know. I know who you are. It's all good, dude. And so uh, he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, dude, you're famous. And he he was thought he like, was a fucking super sleuth? Yeah, he was, he, was, he was saying he was Frank from Office Max. <laughs> like, um, but Office so that, that's my little tale from the mental hospital uh, <laughs> for t- today. And, uh, and by the way, uh, I, I've shared that before on stage. And always people are trying to get who it is and uh i am i respect this person's anonymity so don't uh don't get in my instagram asking me to tell you i won't i will just say it's not a cleveland brown so don't uh roethlisberger yeah yeah (laughs) it was ben the rapist roethlisberger and i beat the shit out of him uh uh so jimmy let's get into the the, before we 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 get into it with Derek. uh what's going on with you how's your life are you doing okay man (laughs) Uh, yes, I'm actually doing good, baby. Unemp- unemployment came through, homie. Nice. I'm dude. welfare good. queen right now. Good, good for you. Shit right. rocks. Yeah, yeah. It actually it is nice because I was fucking stressing out pretty bad, man. It was getting tight there for a little bit. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard time. Yeah, not having money and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like having to sneak a flask in everywhere that you go. Yeah, um, well, you don't have to do that, but well, <laughs> you, you do in, in Jimmy's world. In Jimmy's world, but we're working on. It. We're, we're gonna. We're, I think through this podcast. We're gonna we're gonna get somewhere with that. We're, but we're getting there. Yeah, I don't think we've made any progress so far, <laughs> but we hope to. <laughs> uh, but that's good. But I've also found um, <clears throat> so with that stress relieved, I've been finding other ways to uh, spend my time. Yeah, one I've been going to the park and reading sociopath books. Um, I think I told you about the one where. Um, I'll, I'll, the thirty three strategies of war. Yeah. So so Jimmy, <laughs> wow, that's got to be pretty good. It's <laughs> insane. Okay. So Jimmy, no, I'm for real. It's got to be good. It's I love. It. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's, was, it's like a prison book. I was so proud of Jimmy because he was like, I've been reading all these books, and then he goes through the list, and I'm like, Jimmy, these are the these are like assigned reading for the Aryan Brotherhood. Like it's like all like everything he's reading is like how to how to cut someone's legs out from under them and rise ruthlessly to the top and i'm like all right man as long as you're reading i guess <laughs> dude the one chapter was legitimately it was like it was like <laughs> it was like emotions are a disease of the mind and you need to wage internal war against them yeah that's not what wow. <laughs> i mean i guess read it but maybe with a grain of salt like <laughs> i'm just sitting by myself like next to the river reading that shit so i do that wake up every day clean 4 p.m. Uh, and I'll, <laughs> I'll start my day off with uh, this new find that I found. I had Jeremy pull it up because I'd love to share this guy with you. This guy fascinates me. This is my new obsession. It is Brian Roper's Plastic Chair World. So it's a YouTube uh, channel. So the, 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 the listeners can uh, uh, check this out themselves. So it, it's called Brian Roper's Plastic <laughs> Chair World. And so you're watching this regularly. Hun- yes. <clears throat> okay. So play hundreds play- of videos. So this one to set this guy up, just so Derek knows, this is a man who is completely obsessed with plastic lawn furniture. Okay. Fucking loves it. Has thousands of chairs. And he knows everything. He's like, he's like, this is a, a Groflex Miami long back. And he rates them. So, loves it. So so not to be like an armchair uh, <laughs> psychiatrist, but pro- probably autistic or OCD. And you some, you some need form. to get him on the show. That's <laughs> dude, I, would, <laughs> I would be starstruck. I couldn't talk to him. <laughs> I'd have to leave the room. <laughs> we would If we had an opportunity at him, at him and someone was like, do you want a, a, a world-class artist with work in the Louvre or a guy who's got thousands of lawn chairs? We'd say, lawn chairs. get the lawn chair guy in here. Absolutely. I, I don't blame you. I would yeah. do the same thing so so he hoards them thousands of them he loves them he did a video recently about how uh garbage day is is like his own personal hell every week because he thinks of all the chairs that are gonna go get destroyed which is heartbreaking but i fucking love it and uh this one he this is a video of him getting struck by lightning uh jeremy go ahead and hit play This is it. <laughs> he just collapses and almost dies. I like how you really got hit. Yeah, I like how me and Derek are just kind of <laughs> quietly 
watching, and Jimmy's just going, <laughs> this guy's almost going to get killed. <laughs> that's, uh, so that's what your time is being occupied now at the moment? Hours. <laughs> well, what else? So let's, so let's see some of his chairs. I want to see his yeah, chairs. Jeremy, pull up in a chair video, dude. Let's show that. Uh, by the way, uh, Jeremy Demery is uh, is our producer, as always, and we're coming from uh, uh, here from uh, Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. Right here, go uh, Golden Ox. Yes, if you there, can see that. There's mm -hmm. actually, if you're not watching the video, there's a Golden Ox embedded into our table. And one of the things I've taken umbrage right, with so Jeremy it's is it's not real gold, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I plan to have that changed. Okay. Uh, so let's let's, let's scroll, check out. Scroll down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, tell, tell us a good a good chair one. And and then uh, uh, just wait until you see it. Uh, hold on, hold on. Stop for a second. So <laughs> how? So it, this guy, <laughs> there's nothing. Video. There's nothing on his page <laughs> over 233 views, and yet Jimmy, you're How did you even? <laughs> I don't know. This is the the algorithm has nailed you. They know exactly <laughs> what you want. They know that you're the only guy that that becomes obsessed with Brian Roper's plastic chair world. I fucking love okay, this which guy. one scroll, would be a good one? Uh, Jeremy, scroll down a bit. Excellent preparation, by the way, uh, Jimmy. That's what I wanted when we had a, a, a world class artist in here, just scrolling, <laughs> just scrolling. Wait okay. till you hear. Uh, uh, go up a little bit. Go. Do you see that one where? I don't know what the hell's going on. Ton of sugar, one soda. These aren't even as chair vids, dude. Is that is that something that uh, do do his loyal followers get mad when when he strays from chairs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he's got to expand right. into trains. Let's go to Brian Ropar's house. Oh, there's a good. You can the get his voice. Tower, Seven hundred sixty-five thousand volts, two point five million watts. <laughs> we got our plastic chair heaven tree that drops orange cones on the street. Flag. Well, he's, he's into electricity too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and also what he just said has electricity in it. I think it was just two by fours. <laughs> and a couple plastic chairs here. Come in here for a minute. That's the dining room. Dad's man cave. Dad's man soft living room. Do you ever get to see him? Actually, see him? Yeah, there. yeah. Living hall and second kitchen. He's here for kids plastic. So he's even showing his kitchen chairs. He's just showing <laughs> chairs. I tell you, we eat a lot of nuts, fruits, and vegetables here. My board mapped the area so I know where all the roads are. What's he? What's he? What's he? Dust back. What's he do for a living? Clothes, I don't know. Build fix. Trash day recycling. Build fix. Build fix. <laughs> he gets like he like stalks his neighborhood yeah, in the middle of the night and like yeah, scopes out people's yards and shit and like gets arrested. Really? Oh, yeah, those guys. Lights. My ladder. Well, that part of it is not floor, good. But I feel things. like. I do feel um, like drinks. if you're Jeremy, you could cut it. I, I do about, feel like uh, you know. <laughs> obviously, I can't relate to whatever is going on with him mentally, but I do feel like good for him. He found his thing. Like yeah. he, the guy loves chairs. The fucking rules. Like good, you know. And you're and he's into posting these videos. And and uh, I, 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 I feel like you're laughing at him. I'm friends with him. I like. <laughs> I feel happy for this guy that he's found his niche. Well, are there more out there that like it? I mean, could he have a convention? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Plastic chair convention? Oh, Club. that would be interesting. That would be an interesting convention. Have speakers and <laughs> yeah. stuff? Yeah. And they're like, where, where do we sit? And they're like, oh, none of us brought our fucking chairs. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, that guy rocks. Shout out Brian Roper. Up, While Brian I'm Ro laughing at you, you're right. I, you're you're way happier than I will ever be. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, check out uh, at Brian, and Brian Roper. Uh, if you scour the internet for your name, you are always welcome on uh, Shit Brains uh, as a fellow Shit Brain. Now, uh, Derek, I'm I, I was fascinated. I just saw a lot of sort of similarities in our arc, our path, our mm -hmm. life paths, um, uh, other than you being way more successful. But, but see, how, see how serious it got? Yeah, yeah. I turn <laughs> on my NPR voice. Yeah. Now, now, now that we've got the chair maniac out of the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, uh, I, I, so I, I guess I guess I want to start with something that's sort of really interesting to me, like, um, what Jimmy and I do, right? Stand up. Like, I go up there every night and they laugh or they don't laugh, mm -hmm. but I get a reaction. I get, I, I know. So when you're creating art, 
right? And uh, visual art. And people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what is that like when you just kind of have to trust yourself whether it's good or not? Like, because we, we're getting this answer right away. Hey, right. that joke's bad. That joke's good. Like, right. what is that like for you where you have to just be in your studio and be like, is this good? Is this bad? Is that is that something well, you go through? Yeah, sometimes, definitely. Uh, you have to be your worst critic, right? you know, being right. an artist. Right. And, um, you know, I got sketchbooks with a lot of crap in it where somebody might like it. Right. You know, but I don't I don't show it. You don't right. put it out. Right. But uh, I do. A, I think I do a lot of good things that are correct as far as artistic style. Uh, not so much style, but uh, I can't think of the word. But they're the, they're done the way I was trained. Right. You know, and they're done the way that uh, an artist would notice that this is good. And then I Marty, my business manager, um would, would not like it. And then some things I do that I, I don't like, he says, people will love it. Yeah. And uh, so that I don't get. Well, that's a very, that's a parallel because like, I'll write, I'll be writing sometimes and, you know, I'll be in the morning, I'm writing and I'll, I'll go, that's a killer. This joke's a killer. Mm -hmm. And then I'll write another joke and I'll say, this is stupid, you know, but I'll say, the oval team. I'll say, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say I'm going to say them both just to see see where the new stuff's at. And the one I thought would kill gets nothing, and the one that I think is stupid destroys. And then you know you have to make this artistic choice. Like, am I going to do a joke that I hate because mm -hmm. the people like it? You know, like it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a difficult thing. So that's interesting that you that a visual artist kind of goes through those same compromises absolutely yeah absolutely now um take us take me through a little bit because i'm i'm uh, uh recovering alcoholic i mm. i i I've officially been diagnosed with six mental illnesses which seems excessive and mm -hmm. i'm not too into the formal labels anymore i'm just kind of treating the symptoms but um, right. uh it, it, yeah cuz there's no cure people don't understand that it, it's chronic but there's treatment that is something i don't know if you go through this that is something that sometimes i get angry not angry but bothered by is that like my mental illness doesn't show to mm -hmm. people because i'm doing well right now mm -hmm. and uh, the treatment is working mm -hmm. but i'm still dealing with it every day you know right. so it's, it's it, it can be a very frustrating thing when you're like outwardly i look i'm not i'm not the chair guy you know like outwardly <laughs> i look more or less normal and behave more or less normally <laughs> inwardly i'm fucking struggling the chair guy, you know baby. and do, do you go through that do you do you, what what what's what's your kind of mental health journey been like well, you know, not being diagnosed, you know, definitely running, growing fangs and stuff, yeah. you know, uh, was one thing. But, uh, you know, I am in treatment. I, I'm a recovering alcoholic. You know, I, I do the 12-step stuff. Yeah. And uh, and I take my meds, and I see a therapist, and I see my med doctor. Yeah. And uh, it, it's working right now. The whole thing's working right now. So, uh, you know, I'm good as far as that goes. I mean, I have my moments. Yeah. You know, I could get depressed you know and it still happens you know it's not it's not going anywhere right. but but uh um if i wasn't treated i'd be out of control yeah yeah i i i feel the same way kind of and i it's good to hear someone say it's not going anywhere cuz mm -hmm. i think i think a lot of people Come on, get over it. Cheer yes. up. Cheer yeah. up. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you don't realize, no, it's 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 it is a chronic illness, but it's it's treatable. You know, mm -hmm. like and 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 it's something you live with. And it's like diabetes. Yeah. You know, and everybody's got something going on. That that's they the thing. Deal with, you yeah. Know? That's the. I always remind myself, like, man, look, yeah, I got to deal with some down days every month. You know, mm -hmm. but like, I now have the tools to deal with them, and also everyone's got shit you know like there's tons of you know i wouldn't i wouldn't trade with anyone else in the world um what what is the timeline in terms of were you um were you where was your art career at when you got sober um Depends on when, uh, which time I got sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
It, it was going well. I mean, yeah. but, uh, you know, I was struggling. Actually, I, I was struggling. Right. And, uh, you know, at this point right now, I, I'm struggling as well. And that's just... That's just part of being an artist. Like you, yeah, you can't course. come up with any anything funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, don't know why you looked at me, Derek. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean over there. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy knows exactly. Oh yeah, no, I bomb I, the, all the time. The reason I ask is because I'm always so impressed because I was lucky enough, just whatever the you know f- fucking twist of fate. I got sober young and just happened to stick, you know, mm-hmm. it just, you know, and I, I don't think it's anything but, you know, you know it, it, the program works for some people and sometimes mm-hmm. things, things happen, you know, I think that that's just. Was yours just booze? Or you- I was everything, uh, you know, boo- my main thing was drinking, but yeah, I would do anything that someone had in front of me. But what, yeah. what, what, what fascinates me is I hadn't started comedy yet and mm-hmm. I think I would have been. If I had started comedy as a drinker, I think I would have been just so fucking afraid to quit and All be right. do, be living be doing my art sober. So was that something that was? Did you feel your art change? Did you feel your? I mean, what what was what well, was well, the first time uh, to cut you off? No, um, cut me off. <laughs> I did. I had sixteen years yeah. of sobriety right. at one point, and uh, I. My story briefly was I was screwing up here in Cleveland and I was taking advantage of my father because he was an instructor at the Cleveland Institute of Art. Okay. I was getting a great discount so I could fail out of classes, but I'd get back in, you know, yeah. because I wasn't going to class. I was hungover right. or I was out drinking or, or drugging. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I did the geographic cure, which doesn't work, but I thought it would. Right. And I moved to Detroit. And started going to school there. It all started happening again. And for some reason, it came, you know, I had the, the light shined on me and, and I stopped. Right. And and everything started to work. Right. That's, you know, I was still in school. And I moved back to Cleveland. And um, I needed a job. So I went to my watering hole, the <laughs> Euclid Tavern, where I, you know, where I spent a, a many a nights, many days, yeah. actually, days and nights and, and mornings. And <laughs> <laughs> And uh, got a job chopping their chicken wings. Okay. And I I was pestering. There's a lot of bands coming through Cleveland that I, I mean, not coming through Cleveland that I liked. Right. They were skipping our market. Yeah. And it was because of uh, some shady promoters that, you know, the agents decided, well, I just don't want to deal with them. You right. Know? Right. So I talked them into letting me book the uke. And, uh, you know, they, you know, I was fair, you know, and honest with these agents because, you know, y- you got to be. Right. And uh, that took off. I started doing flyers for them when I was, I was studying at the Uke, you know, so I was learning the anatomy. I was studying printmaking. So the, the, the art took off. I was able to do prints because I was, you know, aware of, you know, the printmaking thing. Yeah. And it, it, it expanded from there. It blew up. And this is while I was being you know, sober when right. I, you know, I, I, right. I decided to take the time off, which ended up being a time off and where, and, you know, it wasn't, you know, forever, unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got a lot accomplished, you know, a lot accomplished. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, like you said, I got stuff in the Louvre, you know, it's crazy. It is. It's nuts. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember seeing your, seeing your stuff when I was a tiny little kid. Okay. Yeah. yeah Just seeing those fly- all those old flyers are great, man. We're okay. actually putting together a book of, of all the flyers. No shit. Yeah. Be oh, out this cool. Fall and, oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. I helped with uh, make your last book when I was over oh, at yeah? uh, Jack Prince. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that thing was fucking awesome. Nice. Um, um, just to cut in, it's <laughs> funny funny story. This was probably a little bit after you were there, um, or you may still have been there, but um, probably like. Man, maybe my third comedy show ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe my second. And uh, was uh, was at the Euclid Tavern, and uh, I mean, I had I had no chops. You know, I had I had a few good jokes, but I, you know, comedy's a lot about repetition and getting getting the experience in. Mm-hmm. And uh, they stopped the show. <laughs> they stopped the fucking show to turn on the TV. Because LeBron James was having his press press conference as to <laughs> whether decision. or not he'll leave, and uh, and um, and he goes, 
I'm taking my talents to South Beach. They turn the television off and they go, ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Ayer. <laughs> and I just oh, no. go up there with no, like, you know, now with the skills I have now, it's like, yes, clearly you have to address that situation. But right. I'm, I just go up there telling my stupid jokes and everyone's like mad about LeBron not listening <laughs> to me. I'm like, fuck, dude, I suck at comedy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I man, I I love the Euclid Tavern, and, and and so from there, so you're doing flyers, and then that evolved into kind of concert posters, yeah. And uh, you know, I was landscaping, I was chopping chicken wings, I was washing the floors at the Euc, and and I was doing the artwork and, and booking, right. So as things progressed, I was able to drop something. I ain't going to school, yeah. I dropped landscaping. You know, it, the, the the income started getting better through the art. Yeah. Then I dropped chicken. No, I kept doing the chicken wings. I want to cut in right there for a second to end because I know that a lot of young comics um, and other young people in the arts listen to podcasts. Um, that's really fucking important what you just said. That's kind of what it takes. He just you just named I don't know six jobs you were simultaneously doing and like. That's kind of what it is. If you want to take a shot in the arts, you have to grind. You like you, mm-hmm. you just have to grind in that way until you kind of can until, make it on your own. Works. Yeah, until it works, and it, it's or like, have rich parents. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> when, when young comics like ask me like, "How do I do this?" I kind of like. It's really fucking hard, man. You're, you're not going to make a living. Like, even if you're good, you're not going to make a full-time living until you're minimum five years in. And that's if you're lucky. Like, right. that's if you're really lucky. Like, uh, it's just... And that, that's that's amazing that you were, you were putting in that work. Mm-hmm. It's intermission time. Hey guys, it's Brendan. Sorry to interrupt. I just have to tell you, if you like the show, we do a bonus episode every week, plus tons of other content. Go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. All right, back to the action. We're happy to have you with us tonight and hope you'll come back often. Um, and, and so f- from there... Well, I dropped out of school. Yeah. You know, I, d- I never graduated. Okay. You know, that was part of the things I was dropping as, as the art became more. Right. You know, got more attention. And uh, eventually was able to drop it all. I got a, a business partner who helped me get started doing the concert posters, who I've been working si- with since October of 1993. Wow. Is that Marty? Marty Jeremita. That's right? my guy. I love Marty. That's awesome. Marty's awesome. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely, I could not have done what I've done without him Yeah. as well. You know, because I was dealing with initially when we first started, I was dealing with agents with these bands forever, and uh, after that was, you know, as that wound down, as I was able to stop booking as well, um, I'm like, I'm with with Marty and and Marty's, you know, we're doing our thing, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to agents anymore. I'm done talking to them. And Marty says, no problem. He picked up the picked up from there, went yeah. from there. Yeah. Did you ever? Um, so you're, when you were making, when you're chopping chicken wings and making band flyers, you know, concert flyers, did you envision that that was going to progress or at the time were you just kind of like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm into it. I'm fine with it. Or did you, did you, you know, consciously say, I want to, I want to take my art to the next level. Mm -hmm. Like, was there, was it, was there a plan or was it more like it just evolved? It just evolved. It snowballed. It wasn't like I, I didn't set a goal. Right. Right. You know, it it happened and, uh, it was the right time and the right place. It was the perfect storm because the concert posters, there was a resurgence with concert posters with like Kozik and Coop and, uh, Emmett, and uh, several others, and but but again, it was only a handful of the several others, you yeah. know. So I was able, I jumped in, right, as the wave was getting bigger, right. And uh, you know, it was the perfect storm. Yeah. Um, what did you ever? What was your like policy on? And you don't have you don't have to name names if you don't want to. Did you ever do posters for bands you fucking hated? No, no. So you kind of were like, I'm doing. Uh, I, well, I booked only things I liked, right? As well, right? So you know, because I I was in that position to do that, yeah. 
and uh, I picked the right agents who dealt with the right bands and the right record labels, you know, right. like amphetamine reptile records and touch and go records and then, and sub pop records. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't work with, I, 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 cause the bands I didn't like, I wasn't inspired. Right. Yep. You know, right. Did you ever get inspired by a band and then they were just dicks about it or didn't pay it or anything like that? Cause I, I, I tend to see that a lot with like visual artists or especially like in like the graphic designer world, like just people just, they don't understand the work that you're putting in. So they're mm-hmm. like, nah, fuck it. I don't want it. Even though you're 20 hours into a, a job or. Well, I got ripped off by a band once. Yeah. You know, I did the artwork for their CD cover and everything. And they, 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 one of the, they gave the money to the one dude to pay me. And the one dude just took the money. Oh shit. Hey, the that guy. Sword. Fuck the, you. I mean, not the sword. Um, the sword's great. <laughs> we me. apologize to the sword. Sword, sword you're awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. I do love the sword. I wish I could have booked them. Um, <laughs> Damn, I can't remember the name now, but they ripped me off. When we find out, dude. They're dead. Shit brains are yes. coming at you, homie. <laughs> the, sh- the shit brain nation is coming at you. Now, uh, at, at what – so this was all happening, and, and, and you were sober at the time. Where did your mental health come into play, and where, where when did that sort of emerge, and, and, and when did you kind of notice you, you, you weren't – feeling right right uh it was in the 90s uh when i was still booking the u yeah you know i was getting depressed yeah you know the depression hit and it wasn't one of those things come on cheer up you right. know it was you know have you tried jogging <laughs> yeah oh my god i love the one go, go ride a bike yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah no i told uh some girl um someone asked me uh if i've have you tried going for a run and i said i said i don't want to be rude but uh, I've had my brain electrocuted. Uh, you did ACT? <laughs> yeah. I did, I did six treatments of <laughs> yeah. ACT. Yeah. That's why I got shit for brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I go, I've had my brain electrocuted. Yes, I've tried riding. I've tried <laughs> going for a jog. I've tried fucking everything. Okay? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I did, uh, I did uh, 12, 12 treatments of 12 ACT. Of them, yeah. And it, it actually, and I, I'm, I'm always very careful not to knock ECT because I've seen it Save people's lives, but it, it didn't work for for me. No. But that's uh, you know it's it, it it works wonderfully for some people. Where's he gone? Who knows? Jimmy, he'll he's like a little fucking. You know he don't want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, um, I did six. Yeah, and it worked for me. That's awesome. But it wore off. Yeah, yeah. And I found that my memory is awesome up until that point. I mean, I can remember everything before that, and then afterwards. It's hit or miss as far as my memory goes. Yeah. Which is a side a direct side right. effect of it. What I have found, and I and I think it's different for everyone, because I, I lost some memories from before it. Mm-hmm. But but what I have found that's a little bit comforting is like I I don't I don't forget I didn't lose anything important. It's a lot of like 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 shortly after I like Kind of got better and was back out on the road doing comedy. I, uh, you know, I was bored during the day and I went to see John Wick Three, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I sat down for John Wick Three and the movie started. And I go, "Fuck, dude, ECT stole John Wick Two. I forgot John <laughs> Wick Two. So it's like real random shit like that that's just mm-hmm. gone, like completely gone. It's a very interesting. I think for people that haven't been through it, it's hard to describe. Like, yeah, that just that memory no longer mm-hmm. exists. You know, it's it's disappeared. But who? How did they put you under um, for it? Uh, At gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't. They were just. My mom did it with a fucking battery charger. No, uh, it was. Um, it was the stuff that Michael Jackson used to go to sleep. Uh, they they what, did it intravenous. Yeah, intravenous. Man, I did it when I did it. I had this old German doctor yeah. with the accent. Oh yeah, and he was like he was like Dr. Mengele. Yeah, you know, it's like he he, he escaped and he's he's real, and uh, he'd go. Now it's time we go to sleep. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> That's terrifying. And he hits it, and I'm watching it come through the, you know, it's coming through, oh, no. it's coming through, and it's coming through, and I, it hits me. And I'm like, I got to stay awake. This is such a good high. I got to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. And then you just go. Yeah, you're You out. can't fight it. You're but it, it's like the best high in the world for a second. I used to, every time they'd be in that in that recovery room, every time I'd be like, 
so are we going to do it? And they'd be like, you just did it. (laughs) And I'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) But I eventually, they did it with, because it wasn't working. So uh, they tried it simultaneously with a ketamine drip. Which is a really, oh, wow. which is a really popular kind of newer uh, uh, therapy. But I had to be, I had to be very clear with the guy. I go, uh, you know, I was like, listen, man, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I used to fuck around with a lot of ketamine. Like, yeah. is this gonna get me high off ketamine? Because I don't want to be. And right. he was like, you'll be out. You won't know it. And I was like, okay, because I used to. Like to take jungle cat tranquilizers and <laughs> yeah. go into a hole. So, uh, but I think you they give you like shit. Like I remember like skateboarding growing up and just fucking myself up all the time, like breaking bones. I'm pretty sure they give you like now uh, with the morphine. I think they give you something to like make your make you not fucking think about like the high part of it. Oh, that's interesting. I think if I'm I not mistaken, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I, I'm I'm of the opinion you get different. You get different. Um, opinions amongst sober people but i'm of the opinion that like if i'm taking something that's prescribed responsibly not to get high i'm fine with it mm-hmm. you know some sober mm-hmm. people are like fucking hard line i'm not taking anything no matter what C- cut off my leg with no- <laughs> i'll put it put a leather belt in my mouth but i'm like yeah that uh, I, i'm just care i'm a little careful but i'm not you know i i think if i'm responsible about it i don't consider that a, a, a problem for me right you mentioning some sober people dogging out you taking meds yeah I, I find that a lot of them a lot of the old timers are, are totally against you even taking psych meds really yeah, the old the, the guys like the straight edge guys. <laughs> straight edge. No, just old time, <laughs> old, old time, time sober guys. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because and then there's a, the singleness of purpose they use that it could only be booze. Instead, you can't talk about drugs in your lead. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that, that's kind of bullshit. You know, because at this point, the old timers are all dying off, and right. there's less and less of them. Right. And the more and more people that get into AA have also done drugs right you know i right. mean everybody you know not everybody but uh, you know alcoholics like a lot of alcoholics have done drugs too well i think uh, well, i i think what it is is like uh a part of it is some of those old timers like drugs weren't as prevalent as mm-hmm. they were when we were when we were in our in our drinking mm-hmm. days like and so right. if you're a drunk it's like yeah if someone throws something else in front of me like i just whatever it was i just didn't want to feel so it was yeah. like it could be mm-hmm. booze it could be fucking you know horse tranquilizers <laughs> it could be someone knocking me out whatever whatever it was but <laughs> and some of those guys i think it was like it was probably harder back in the day to to scores drugs right. you know and they oh they, sure definitely and they don't they don't get it yeah yeah you know that's all that is but i don't know why we're talking about that yeah we can because we because we're shit brains and we talk about <laughs> whatever the fuck we want yeah. now what what do you think like cuz i often have this i have this th- thing where i'm like man i get angry that i get angry that i was born or or whatever nature versus nerd born or developed these, you know, kind of crippling anxieties and, and, and depression. But at the same time, I when I'm in, when I'm able to really look at it, I do think that um, it's led to me being a good comic. I think mm-hmm. I think I think the, the, my my obsession with overanalyzing everything that happens and, and and thinking about stuff too much, I think that's made me notice things in the world and look at them in a different way. Do you feel um, uh, your mental health issues are, are, are they have they impacted your art? Have they have they influenced your art? Have they hindered your art? Where, how do you feel about that? They they had to have you know yeah. because that's part of me right. You know, and, and what I put into the artwork is, you know, my myself, me, and I'm I'm honest with my, you know, or I wouldn't be talking about mental health. Um, I'm honest with what's going on with me, and that I, that's a, that's how I produce my art. You know, right. I'm saying what I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, and uh, so yeah, definitely, it, it's a part of me. You know. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's. I think. I think I've. That's a that. 
is helpful to me because like I think I go back and forth on being like I still have some resentments that I was that I have to deal like because I I still you know I'm I'm 10 11 years into comedy I'm, I'm headlining decent clubs mm-hmm. and I have I have bad stage fright and mm-hmm. that kind of angers me that I have that you know I'm like why the why was I born that way but instead of looking at it the other way around is like well, that's influenced how I do my comedy, and that's like, and also it's a triumph that I can do that with stage fright. Instead of looking at it like that, I'm like, "Fuck this shit! Why don't? Why don't I? Why am I not cocky like, like, like earthquake with a with a towel?" And you know, like, but uh, that makes me feel better. Like it's just part of me. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. Like I guess there's it. It couldn't be any other way. I, I guess. Right. No, I agree. Um, what? What? So? So you you were doing concert posters um, which are amazing by the way please look them up um they're beautiful thank you um where did things go from there because you no longer do concert posters right it's a lot of things with my artwork you know it ran its course yeah you know i burned out on it and uh, just one day, he's like, I'm not doing any concert posters anymore. And Marty was like, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah because it's the idea is to do concert <laughs> posters. And uh, that's when we started the clothing line. And I started just doing fine artwork. Yeah. You know, because he's like, we, you know, people want your work. They want something. The fine art stuff is expensive. Right. It. I can only, man, it, I don't want to talk about that. About <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what the uh, art's worth. But uh, he's like, well, we need something to get these people something they still can afford because the concert posters are like twenty five bucks. Right. So he thought, well, let's do the let's do the clothing line. Yeah. Was that uh, stress? Stress. Yeah. Yep. S T R H E S S. And uh, so that took off, yeah. and you know, but that ran its course as well, you know. And and I would dive into different types of art. I did a a series of nudes nice. drawn on Playboy boy covers. Hell yeah! And. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm saying? Now, uh, now you've him. woken Jimmy up. He won't leave the room now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I was drawing naked women on 60s and 70s Playboy covers. Oh, that's those cool. Those are the coolest. Yeah, yeah, those are cool ones, yeah. And uh, I did a ton of those, and then just one day that ran its course. Hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, it's not coming out anymore. I'm trying in it, but it's not working. And then I move on to something else. I did a whole, like, hundreds of pieces of art on 8-track tapes. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and you know, and that ran its course. But I, you know, I, I was very excited at the time, and I was, you know, I was banging them out. But uh, so that's what it—that's how my artwork works. You yeah. know, it, it, I go into something, and uh, you know, Marty may not like it, but you know, yeah. the more I did of it, the more he would get it, right? And and he would understand. And it was the same with my fans because my fa- oh, god damn, when I stopped doing concert posters, people are like, you know freaking out yeah. you know what are you fucking doing it's it's and, hard you get locked into stuff like i would say and i i'm not a huge draw like you know i'm not famous or anything but like i i draw a little bit when i'm in when i'm when i'm on the road you know mm-hmm. and um probably the bit i'm most well known for that gets played on the radio all the time is i have this bit about lunchables <laughs> right okay and i fucking hate it I'm done with it. You're the lunchable but, guy. I'm done. I it, I'm so over it because it's oh I've been doing it too long, you know. But mm-hmm. the thing is, the people who come out, it's like it's like, and I, I don't want to say I'm as good, but it's like it's like if you went to see Guns and Roses and they didn't play Welcome to the Jungle, you know, like people will I, literally I was, get upset if I don't do it, and I'm like I don't want to. It's, do it's your it. greatest hits, and that's what it, the people want to hear. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it can be frustrating. I I I. I, I I admire you for the for just being like no I'm n- no I'm done with mm-hmm. concert posters I'm, I'm moving on to what what I want to do and um, yeah that's uh, that's really admirable uh, the concert posters thing has changed as well the whole market for it I mean there's hundreds of people doing concert posters right, now you right. know and and a lot of them are you know coming out of art school and they're you know with straight A's guys so yeah. a lot of these posters are just brilliant yeah but they can't make a living on it because there's just so many people doing it right right you know saturated yeah, yeah. oh that's interesting um <clears throat> now i guess i guess what was it um what was it like 
when you when you first kind of realized what are, are you bipolar or? bipolar too you're me too i'm also okay. bipolar too which i'm always i'm i'm always like i always think it's a bit of a catch-all you know because that, basically what my deal was was i was very depressed and had tremendous anxiety but then there was some weird stuff in there that mm-hmm. they didn't really know what was had some weird delusions and they were like i don't know bipolar type two they kind of <laughs> threw me in there um a little bit um have has that have you had any because i i was i was treated very successfully with only lexapro for mm-hmm. um from the age of 22 to 35 mm-hmm. and it stopped working mm-hmm. overnight mm-hmm. and shit got worse than it ever was i was out of comedy for a year i was in and out of the psych where i attempted suicide all of these things mm-hmm. and it, it was um And that's what makes me so interested in the brain is like, because my brain literally sort of rebelled against me, which 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 angered me, but also is fascinating that that your brain has all this control. And um, one day it was like, "Fuck you, Lexapro! I'm going nuts. Yeah, basically, I'm on vacation, baby. I'm going nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Basically, it was like, well, I'm going to try and kill you, and you better try. You better be ready. (laughs) What up, punk? Yeah, I mean that's what happened. So, so uh, have there been in your career? Have there been uh, mental health relapses have there been like have you gone through you know the shit on on, on that front sure yeah 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 i've been through tons of meds yeah you know yeah. and uh you know they work for a while and they don't work you right. know and uh you know just with is trial and error because it's still not an exact science yeah you know they you know it's <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, well, it's. I mean, they don't. They do, the brain is so complex. They just, you know, they do, it really is right. trial and error. Right. So I'm on four right now. Yeah. And the combination's working for me. Nice. Yeah. You know, good. But, but uh, you know, it, it, it'll change, you know. Yeah. Uh, because it's changed before. Right. You right. know. See, that gives me anxiety. It's like just knowing that you're going to like have to fucking figure it out at some point. That's spooky. Well, it's a scary thing. I mean, because I, you know, I'm on three right now and, and when it failed, when Lexapro failed, nothing else worked. You know, Mm -hmm. it literally, we went through everything. I mean, everything. And so it is scary to be like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm. Stay. I'm somewhat stable now, like. But this could. <laughs> when's the, floor, the other shoe? Yeah. When's drop? the other shoe gonna drop? It is right. a little bit scary to 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 live with that. Did that? Did that reflect in your artwork at all? Would, would you when you would when 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 something would change or when you'd be in a low period? Would that would would it be like? Okay, now I'm I'm, I'm now I'm going to focus on some dark shit. Or was it always were you kind of steady with your your art goals? Throughout? I was pretty steady when I when I was having a problem with the meds. I I just wasn't producing. Yeah, you yeah. know that, you know I was too depressed. Yeah, same or, or with whatever. Me. Yeah. You know, um, I I don't produce at other times due to other things. Right. But when I you know when the meds stop working, you know, it, I didn't go crazy with the artwork. I I do I do crazy artwork when I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no shit. <laughs> See that's crazy because I'm the opposite. Like I'm the I'm the funniest I've ever been when my life is fucking on fire. Mm-hmm. Like after a breakup, ooh, catch me catch me after getting caught cheating. <laughs> the breakup stuff that the bad relationship is yeah. the best inspiration for me. Yeah, me too. And when, and when I'm between bad relationships, I uh, you know it, it's not it's the work's not as good. Mm-hmm. You know, is is that what uh, are you in like toxic? crazy fucking hectic relationships has that been your history yeah yeah me yeah. too right Re- you know i don't recognize the red flags I, I i gravitate to the same kind of same kind of woman yep well i and, am the red flag you're in, the in red my flag. oh yeah I well i suck i uh you know it, throughout the bad relationships you got to look for the red flag you got to see what's consistent with it and what i find is consistent with it is me yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I am the the common thread. Yep. You know, throughout you know in the relationships, and you know, I don't know if that's due to my mental is- issues or not, or just that you know I, I I'm not a good catch. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're. I think I think a good rule of thumb uh, for ladies out there to follow is uh, if someone have sex with Jimmy. If yeah, well, a have sex with Jimmy and then realize what a mistake it was, and then go by the rule of thumb that if someone has work in the Louvre, they're a good catch. They're a good uh, catch. That's a pretty a pretty uh, yep. a pretty fail safe. Uh, well, well, Vincent 
Van Gogh, does he have work in the Louvre? Probably. Yeah. And he's still, still, he's cutting his ear off. He's cutting his ear off, but it's still a catch, you know, yeah. a, a horrible catch. But still, you're like, hey, I'm with, I'm with uh, old Van Gogh. Yeah, right. died penniless, but great paintings, you know. <laughs> um, by the way, have you seen your work in the Louvre? No. No. Wow. I've not never been to France. Well, me neither. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Now, I do mean, I've, I've done shows in Europe. Yeah. You know, a lot of them. A lot of them in Germany. Yeah. I go over well with the Germans. Yeah, yeah. yeah the doctor the, sounds like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you him go hit to it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you're asleep, you are going to imagine you're at the show in Germany. <laughs> yeah. like, I did like five shows in Germany. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what they do is uh, it's in their permanent poster collection. Okay. You know, it's a, it's you know they got different collections that you know this is our yeah. oil paintings. This yeah. is our you know whatever, and uh, what they rotate them. You know, yeah. because they don't have enough wall space to, to hang their entire collection. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have one up. Sometimes I'll have five up. Sometimes I won't have any up. And yeah. I find this out from people who went and they tell me, you know, I saw your poster. I went to the Louvre and I saw your posters, wow. you know. Yeah. Oh, which that's which cool. is awesome. Is that something that you do want to see at some point? Sure. Hell yeah. Sure. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. That'd be just, crazy. I, if I were you, I would just be standing there all day long waiting for hot women just to be like, just hey, uh, you, like, you like that poster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's so cool. You know, it'd be wee wee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, I fucking um, I this is a a question for a, a artist that because I always will argue with people about this, but I don't really know the answer. I just know they're wrong. Like what would, what do you say to people who take like a, for instance like a Jackson Pollock or something like that? What do you say to people that go mm, I could do that? Oh yeah! Like what's like? Because I'm always like, no, you don't get it. Like right. you don't you you maybe you could, but you didn't. You know, yeah, like then why don't you? Y- right. Yeah, right. That's it. Is that the end? Like what? What are what? Where are those people wrong? Where are they missing the mark? Let me see. That goes back to uh, what I was talking about with um, Marty, and uh, like when I would do something I love, and he wouldn't. He, he knew that that wouldn't go over well and I should do something else. Yeah. And um, being correct, art, artistically correct, you know, I, 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 what I think of is when I'm doing artwork is that uh, what would my instructors think? Right. I always think that. And, uh, you know, I could do something that, you know, the instructors would like. You know, they're very artistic. But then again, someone else, you know, be, you know, I could do that, just like you said, right, right. And uh, you know, somebody, you know, like Picasso, people, because I can do that. Yeah, I'm sure people say that all the time. Yeah. But you know, reality is they couldn't. Right. They're, you know, he's hitting it all. He's hitting everything right. Right. You know that you don't know what's right because you weren't trained. Yeah. In, in the artwork. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I had a, I remember. One time, this old this guy that was older than me in high school, I was I was home because I, I I just moved back to Cleveland. I was in New York for mm-hmm. eleven years, and uh, I was home. And this kid, this guy that was older than me in high school, a couple of classes above me, he, uh, we, we were out somewhere and ran into him. And he was like, "You're you're." So, so someone was bringing up that I had just done a late night set on Seth Meyers, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the, this guy said. I'm funnier than you. I could do that. And I go, I was like, yeah, you could, but you haven't devoted nine years to going up at shitty open mics every night to fucking learn how to do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you could, mm-hmm. but you don't know if you could, you know, it's right, like, right. yeah, maybe no, you, could. you can't, you can't <laughs> fucking do that. Maybe nope. funny looking. I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like, maybe you could do it, but you, you, you're not, and you didn't put in the work to learn how to do it. So like, cause he was right. He was funnier than me in high school. Cause I was quiet. I mm-hmm. wasn't a class clown. I was sitting there kind of, my, my friends were mostly funnier than me. I, I, I'm more of a, I'm not that funny off stage, you know. I like I'm more of the guy that just likes to sit there and listen to people and like. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a different fucking thing to well, go up there and tell jokes. It was like Robin Williams. Apparently, he, you know, he he did, he had all this spontaneous, crazy stuff going on, yeah. funny stuff. But when he wasn't working, he was miserable. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he's an interesting guy because I'll tell you a little backstory about him. You know, in in comedy. Jo- joke thieves are really 
looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, you know, you get a chance to remedy it. If you're doing someone else's joke and someone hears it and say, hey, that's so-and-so's joke, and you go, oh, shit, I didn't know, and stop, no one's going to be mad at you. But mm-hmm. Robin Williams, he is kind of the only joke thief that no one ever got mad about because he was so sort of manic and, and imp- improvisational that um, what would happen was he was just a sponge. And so he would, he would hear something. He'd be at the, you know, uh, the, the, the punchline in San Francisco or somewhere. He'd hear something, and then two weeks later on stage, as he's going wild and improvising, he'd spit it out, you mm-hmm. know. And, and everyone, all the comics during that era kind of knew he's not doing that on purpose. He's, he's like this force of nature that like he, he, he sucks things in and doesn't know like and so and he was apparently like if you'd pointed out to him he'd be so sorry and he'd write you a check he'd just buy the joke like, uh-huh. like and he so he's the only guy that's a joke like it was a known joke thief but nobody was mad about him because it wasn't intentional mm-hmm. they knew that was his his personality was so his his brain was just so like um, erratic and wild that it was just it kind of was ooh, just gra- grabbing shit ooh. from everywhere <laughs> he lights a book like a book of matches he's like ooh what's this Robin Williams after smoking a fucking <laughs> yeah, crack yeah. he steals the prior joke yeah yeah <laughs> but he apparently at the punchline they had a signal like for when Robin was in the room they'd like hold up two candles and the comic on stage would start doing shitty material because they didn't want their no material shit. oh taken. really yeah that's awesome yeah but but nobody was ever mad at him because they it wasn't like intentional he was just that yeah mm-hmm. um but uh we like to uh before we get out of here we we do like to uh we like to do we like to check out uh uh, uh, historical cases of mental illness that that interests me, and uh, this one's uh, uh, we 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 call them histories, shistery, shit, shits, shitstories. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Who gives name. a shit? Histories, shitstories. Uh, this one we've got to decide if he's mentally ill or not. Uh, okay, because I don't know. It's just there was one. Very fucking fascinating <laughs> fact uh, that that caught my uh, caught my attention. Uh, this would be uh, uh, the fifteenth uh, uh, century, or uh, yeah, a Danish astronomer in the fifteen hundreds, uh, Tycho uh, Brahe. It's either <laughs> depending on where you read it, it's either Brahe or Bra. Now this guy was fucking. Amazing, like he was light years ahead of everyone else in astronomy. Like it, it was, ba- you, nobody knew shit. Yeah, and he was getting things accurate, and they were going, "No, get the you fuck idiot. out of here! You the world's dumbass. flat, you dumbass." Flat. <laughs> Jeremy, can you pull up Tico so um, I can see what this guy looks like? Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, um, he was kind of considered the first competent astronomer mm-hmm. like he was he was kind of nailing shit during a time when nobody i mean nobody was you know and uh i i, I mean i mean because this is uh yeah that's him. oh nice yeah and uh <laughs> so he uh he he had a he had a um he got into a duel <laughs> this is not the crazy part he got into a duel with his cousin uh over um who was better at math? <laughs> a duel, like with guns or swords? Swords. He okay. got into a sword duel with his cousin over with the nerdiest the reason fucking, you could ever get into a duel. Nerdiest, but the <laughs> fucking most badass. Like, and, what uh, bitch? His nose got cut off, and uh, he had uh, um, he had a brass nose, which is like that seems way worse than not having a nose to just have a big fake chunk of metal on your face. And they later du- so the grave robbers kept digging him up because there was a rumor that he had a gold, a gold. nose, yeah. but it, he didn't. And so for centuries, people were fucking stealing his nose. And that for I don't know why, but they'd put another fake nose back into his grave. But so here's the thing that I we need to decide if he is mentally ill or not. He had uh, so he's this genius guy he just top of the field at the time in ma- oh by the way he was also into alchemy which this irritates me because a lot of these guys back then that were like geniuses were also into alchemy and people discredit them because they were into alchemy like yeah but he was into alchemy but how crazy is it 
for that time to think you can make gold. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? The like fucking bronze nose. Yeah. Dude. Be well, doing not that only every that, day. it's like they were they were making steel out of iron ore. It's not that crazy to mm. think you could possibly make gold out of some shit. You know, yeah. like g- give it a shot. You know, <laughs> why not? Like, yeah. me, but uh, but here. <laughs> Here's, here's the issue with old Tico. Uh, he had a dwarf that lived <laughs> under his table. Uh, what? Wasn't allowed anywhere else. <laughs> lived under his dining room table. And Tico believed that so he would feed him and shit and have a little bucket for him. Was and he chained up? What? No, he was just told. You know, he, he was told. <laughs> you don't fucking you get can't, out from you under can't leave. Table. And Tico believed that he could, that he was um, omnipresent, uh, 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 that he could see the future. You see how I lost that word there? <laughs> omnipresent? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, 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 omni- what's the word, Jeremy? Uh, it's not. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm, it's not yeah. omnipresent. It's omnipresence. Omnipresent. <laughs> We're all fucking We're all idiots. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, I'm not Jesus. even trying. Right. Right. turn my yeah. mic on for but that. But anyway, so he believed he could, uh, the dwarf <laughs> could see the future and he literally lived his life based on what the dwarf <laughs> under the table would tell him was going to happen. So do you think, here's my question. Is this like a court gesture situation <laughs> yes. or can we mark down Tico as definitely a history shit story? I, I, th- I think he's a psycho. He's a fucking, I think he's just a dick. <laughs> you think he's just an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Derek? I think I think he's mental, yo. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would say probably. Yeah, you know that comes with genius. Yeah, it does come with. Ge- it's weird, man. Yeah. It comes with genius. It's yeah. um, it's a strange thing that they go hand in hand. Sometimes I think, <laughs> like, I wonder if 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 you're smart enough to figure all these things out, you're also smart enough to know how how vulnerable and how fucked up everything is, and it makes you crazy you know mm-hmm. like i wonder if that's why genius and mental illness seem to go so hand in hand mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't know what the answer is to that <laughs> if i were to chain a fucking dwarf up under the stable would you guys call me a genius well, what, what, where 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 do you go pee exactly i hit a bucket he had a little a bucket, bucket. <laughs> a tiny little thimble yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. rock Oh, yeah, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> no, you got to do the other stuff. You can't just do – got to also discover astronomy. If you just had a dwarf <laughs> under your table, I'd call the police and go, we got another Ariel Castro situation <laughs> happening with fucking Jimmy. Uh, man, Derek, I can't thank you enough for – Seriously, thanks, for, for For opening up and, like, I mean, kind of the whole point – point of this podcast i mean i want it to be funny but like the whole point is uh, i i want people who suffer from mental illness to know that their lives can be good that they can be successful Mm -hmm. and so having someone like you come on and take the time to talk to us it means the world to me thank you very much no problem, you know, uh, taking the time. I've just been watching Law and Order. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You've done so, quite a bit too. Are you still? I was, I was meaning to ask you. Are you still doing your uh, festival? No, you, no, okay, no, we're not doing the festival. That was a great one. He did. Uh, was it acting out? Yeah, yeah it was, it was awesome. acting out, and, and again, uh, Marty had a, a hell of a lot to do with that. Yeah, that was really. He fun. really, he really put it together. Um, but but he was able to put it get together. I, I probably because he's dealt with me. Yeah. And, and my mental health, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, so the acting out was it was a week long festival where we had comics. Yeah, uh, we had a, uh, a basketball player from the women's basketball league, what WNBA, WM- yeah. yeah, who had issues. We had films and we had music, and and it all revolved around mental health issues. Nice, it was all that's for, awesome. Uh, raise some money for like Adams and stuff, right? Right for. Uh, I don't remember the other one. That's mm-hmm. my ECT talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you said Adams, I thought you meant A-T-O-M-S. And I was like, wait, Adams? I think they're free, man. Adams, I don't need baby. money for that. <laughs> Do you got anything to plug, Derek? When does this air? This uh, won't be out probably till, um, might even be September. We're kind of... Okay, yeah. I got something to plug. Okay. It, yeah. Which I mentioned in the beginning of the broadcast. Um the flyer book. Okay. Hell yeah. And we're, we're making a companion book to go with it is the poster book. 
Oh, awesome. And we're calling it Derek Hess in color, Derek Hess in black and white, as a takeoff on Cheap Tricks in color. You know, the, <laughs> nice. the front yeah, cover yeah. of Cheap Tricks in, in you know, color, and it says Cheap Trick in color, and you flip it over and it says and, and in black and white. You right. have the two goofballs in black and white. Yeah. And uh, that will be every poster or flyer i ever done, except for a few that we can't find. You know, that's going to happen. Right. Um, and then the, we'll have all the posters, including offset posters. Silkscreen posters will all be in there. But after a while, we, we started doing offset posters. Mm-hmm. And those will all be in there, too, for, their, for various events. You that's know, they, awesome. They were, uh, you know, commission pieces. Oh, that's and, amazing. Uh, Where can people get that? Just from our website, as far okay. as I know, www.derekhess.com. Yeah. And uh, October, it looks to be the release okay. for that. And they'll come in a slip cover. So you, you get, get them both. You know I'm talking slip cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're going to be pretty nice. We're about done with the black and white one right now, and uh, I'm pretty pleased with it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited. I'm going to get it. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, thank you so much. This means a lot to us. So. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, bud. Know. Hey guys, it's Brendan. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Shit Brains. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button, you, you, you review it, you rate it, all of that stuff really helps the algorithm. Uh, throw us a follow at Shit Brains Show on Instagram and Twitter, Shit Brains Show uh, uh, on YouTube. You can email us your questions at shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. We even have, uh, for you hardcore fans, a Facebook group where you can go and you can chat and meet up with other fans. That's uh, Shit Brains Show on, on Facebook. So, um, and then of course, if, if you really like it and you want some bonus content, we're coming out with a, a bonus episode every single week, plus a lot of other bonus content. You're going to want to get on there and check it out. Go to patreon.com/slash Shit Brains Show. Later, Shit Brains.